0: The Chargers have officially cut their roster down to 53 players after Tuesday's deadline, and there was one surprise player that neither one of us had in our final predictions. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined, as always, by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for over six seasons, but it's our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. You're going to want to make sure you do that because on the next show that we put out, we're going to be interviewing... Daniel Jeremiah from NFL. And now we're working with the Chargers as their color commentator on the radio. Super excited about that, but also super excited to talk about the Chargers' initial 53 man roster because things can change, right? And we have seen that in the next few days. Some guys at the end of the roster aren't safe. But David, Dean Leonard ended up making the team. Somebody that neither one of us had, both of us very close. He had 51 out of 53 and 52 out of 53. But None of us thought with what we saw from Dean Leonard when he got hurt that he was going to make the team. And on the other side of that, we kind of assumed Mark Webb was just because at least you'd seen him play in some games, right? Very limited action, but he had been with the team a little bit longer, had some versatility. He did not make the team. And Brandon Staley told us exactly why he didn't make the team. And Staley also talked about why the Chargers felt so comfortable keeping only three edge rushers. But The roster is obviously not perfect. So at the end of the show, we're going to be getting into some waiver wire targets for the Chargers guys who could make some sense at some positions that might be a little light or a little inexperienced because there are a couple of those, David, where the Chargers could definitely target. And we'll talk about which, you know, those positions those will be. But today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. David, there was one surprise. There's always a surprise. And maybe it shouldn't have been as much of a surprise, right? The Chargers drafted Dean Leonard this year and he ends up making the roster, which is crazy because of how his season started, right? His preseason, especially made some plays early on in training camp, had just about the worst first preseason game of anyone that I can remember, right? At least statistically (laughs) and all the bad things that happened to him. He ends up making the team and maybe, you know, Makes more sense just to have those six cornerbacks that end up making the roster. Jaseer Taylor, the sixth round rookie, also makes it, but he's definitely, I think, the surprise. Obviously, the one guy neither of us saw coming.
1: Yeah, I was definitely surprised when I saw that Dean Leonard made the f- initial fifty-three men roster here for the Chargers because this is a guy that you know you saw some tools. You know, you saw some some speed for sure. This was a guy that I could definitely motor up and down the football field, and and it seemed like coverage wise, like he was at least. In decent position a lot of the times, but there was one reoccurring theme that was very frustrating with Dean Leonard and it was the inability to turn his head around. He, he just, you know, that, that caused some penalties for him. And, and, you know, that's something that we've seen a lot of young corners uh, kind of deal with uh, having to transition to, to really go in, you know, to look for the football. If you don't do that, you're going to get called for penalties a lot. Uh, we also saw, you know, a couple of things with tackling and, and also some issues on special teams as well. But, I mean, hey, the Chargers keep all eight of their 2022 draft picks. And, uh, of crazy. course, that includes their seventh-round pick, Dean Leonard.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because I remember us thinking, you know, especially when Tavon Campbell was CB5, right, when he got waived it definitely opened the door for both of these yeah. guys to make it because it's like, okay, well, now, I mean, the door is wide open. This competition is wide open. And we were thinking, hey, it has to be one of these two guys, right? There's no way both these dudes can make it. Things change quickly, David, and both of these guys end up there. And obviously a lot of inexperience, right? I mean, it's a little scary that you're, you know, CB5 in this sense, right? And CB6 are both guys that don't have any NFL playing experience, obviously. But you feel good about the top four guys. It is interesting, though, if this has anything to do with JC Jackson when he's coming back, right? Keeping that extra corner. They did keep six corners last year. So, I mean, that number isn't all that strange. But for Dean Leonard, right? I mean, 60-yard touchdown given up. He's tackled by J.T. Woods off of the guy uh, in a freak play. He has a pass interference penalty. He ends up, you know, giving up another touchdown in the red zone. or and also, you know, interferes with a punt returner. Hits him right before the ball gets to him. Gets a 15-yard penalty. Like, anything that could go wrong did go wrong yeah. for Dean Leonard. But it was funny, though, because, yeah, when he was talking about it, the one thing he said is Dean Leonard is really – Really, really fast. Brandon Staley said that about him. And obviously, he has some plus tools, David. But like we talked about before, this is the initial 53-man roster, right? So he's going to have to probably wait a few days before he can really feel good about it. We'll see if the Chargers try to attack maybe a cornerback position, maybe a little bit more experience. the next few days
1: yeah i definitely would not feel very comfortable if i was dean leonard at at this moment in time just because i do feel like he was probably one of the last guys that the chargers were going to say okay this guy is going to be the one that makes my 53-man roster he's you know was one of those back of the the roster and you know back end of the roster type of guys so and and also you know like like we said there was a, a couple of issues that he had in, in the preseason. But hey, you know, you make mistakes. That's the time to do it. That's the time to learn. Hopefully he takes those opportunities to try to improve upon all of those yeah. things because, hey, that's where we learn the most. We learn the most in the most uncomfortable situations. He was put in a lot of those uncomfortable situations in the preseason. Hopefully we see a improved version of Dean Leonard when the regular season begins.
0: There's a lot of stuff to like, and I mean, he definitely has the tools to be a really good special team player. He has plus yeah. plus attributes is big for his position, right? He's fast for his position. That's always going to get coaches' attentions, obviously. True. Mark Webb, though, David, is the guy on the flip side of that, right? That ends up not making the team, guy that both of us had making it. And we didn't feel super confident, right? We were kind of going back and forth. Is it come on hall? Is it Mark Webb? Is it Dean Leonard? They're all hurt. How do you make this decision, right? Which yeah. is why it was kind of tough when we were doing it yesterday. But Mark Webb, I mean, Brandon Staley, Put it pretty simply, David. Why he didn't end up making the roster?
1: He sure did, and it's all about availability. And I've said it many, many times. If you've listened to this podcast, availability is one of the best abilities. If you can't get on the football field, then you can't help the team. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what traits and what skills that you have. If you can't use those traits and skills on the field when it actually counts, and that's why you know it's not that much of a surprise for you know, Mark Webb not to make this 53-man roster. However, Brandon Staley did say that he wanted to continue, the Chargers wanted to continue to work with Mark Webb, so that strongly indicates that they want to bring Mark Webb back to be a member of the practice squad. We know that Brandon Staley has spoken glowingly about Mark Webb in the past and what he's able to do, and there was a role for him uh, last year when you know, he was still dealing with injuries. So that's unfortunately been the theme of his young career so far is just suffering from injury after injury. Hopefully, you know, he can get himself right. Start from the practice squad and hey, injuries happen in the NFL. So he's going to have to stay ready and hopefully he gets his opportunity to show what he can do because this is a guy I've been wanting to see on the field for a long time. It just have not materialized, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, he's another dude who's pretty big for his position, right? Definitely filled that, like, star money role that they like a lot, having that kind of oversized DB on the field who covers better than a linebacker, right? Yeah. Runs faster than a linebacker, but can be physical enough near the line of scrimmage. He was a solid tackle, you know, when we saw him last. But when was that? You know, last middle yeah. of last season. <laughs> yeah. only played in a few games last season. Didn't play in a single preseason game this year to get any kind of indication if you know how much progress he's made. And Staley said that before the cuts. He was like, hey, this is a really important time for a dude like that who's growing in this league. This is the yeah. time where he gets better. And he's not out in the field, and he was a seventh-round pick last year, right? So it's not as if he was always super secure. You yeah. add in the fact that the Chargers bring in another safety this year, and JT Woods used a th- uh, you know, third-round pick there, and just Mark you know, not being able to be on the field ends up being the final thing that ends up getting him released from the team. I don't think we've seen the last of him, though. We know the Chargers are really intrigued by him. Yeah. And we also know, hey, what did he put out there on tape? That's going to have another team, you know. Nothing. Swooping (laughs) him up quickly on the waiver wire. Luckily and hopefully, I mean, that all comes as a Charger. And, you know, maybe that is a diamond, you know, that can come out later on because the depth does seem a lot better on this team. But one area that has pretty sketchy depth at this point, depending on what you think of Kyle Van Noy, is the edge rushing group. But and Steele, we did come out and say, hey, this is exactly why we feel good about only having three edge rushers. And David, a moment to celebrate as Braden Fehoko. I think one of the hearts and souls of this team, energy-wise, ends up making the roster and talked about, you know, how much that meant to him. So we are going to get into that because, I mean, just too cool of a story not to get into for sure. But I do need to tell you guys about LinkedIn because LinkedIn is something, I mean, I think most of us use, I have it. I mean, use it all the time. But of LinkedIn jobs, you have a new tool that you can use and you can get your small business firing on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you can add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so you can help find the help that you need and you can find the right people to hire because when you're hiring, it's all about finding the right people people and with the simple tools like screening questions making it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire right now linkedin jobs can help you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash nfl that's linkedin.com slash nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply I also want to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app, and that, of course, is Prize Picks. and <laughs> football season is here, baby. and Daddy's ready to go, and I'll tell you right now, a couple of the entries that I have so far I really like a lot. Two wide receiver entries for sure. Mike Williams, more than six and a half touchdowns, and Keenan Allen, less than six and a half touchdowns. Said before, Keenan Allen's, you know, six is his sweet spot. He's only gone over, I think, once or twice, Right, but he's gotten six more than he's ever gotten anything else in his career. And Mike Williams, you know, the guy who scored double-digit touchdowns before through the year. I mean, I feel pretty pretty good about that one. But what I love about prize picks is that it's just me versus the projections. I'm not going up against other people. I'm just picking two to five players. And if they go score more or less than their prize pick projections, I win. And not only do I win, I can win up to 10 times my money on entry Price Picks offers projections on all of your favorite sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, most importantly, college football, golf, even MMA. You can find whatever you're looking for there, and there's a bunch of fun games. It is a lot of fun. I love Price Picks. And make sure you guys download the Price Picks apps or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to use the promo code lockdown guys that sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. All right, David. Well, we talked about, you know, really the the biggest surprise. I mean, I only missed one guy. So, I mean, there's not that many surprises. No, there's (laughs) a lot. I think we learned about this roster with how we made it. And I think we kind of learned it through the off season, which is what made. I think a lot of people get pretty close on their roster predictions. Right. And it gives you, I think, a sense of how they're feeling about certain positions. And I also think how the versatility on this team is really helping them and maybe keeping less guys at certain positions, right? I do think, you know, at tight end, you only keep three tight ends. We'll talk about that next. But you have a fullback, right, and Xander Horvath that can do some things, you know, can get out there and catch the ball a little bit. They were having Gabe Neighbors practice over there who didn't end up making there for the last couple of weeks. But the edge position, David, is one, when you're just looking at straight-up numbers, you see three edge rushers, that's kind of going to set off some alarm bells, right? That's going to kind of put up some red flags. But a lot of it has to do with the ambiguity of Kyle Van Noy, right? The Chargers kept yeah. technically six linebackers and only three red- edge rushers, Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, and Chris Rump. But Brandon Steely put it pretty simply, David. He said, you know, we're not really planning for Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack not to be on the field very much.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, when he was talking about it, he said, Hey, you know, when you have these premier edge rushers, they play 80% of the time. And it's mostly, you know, most of the time it's closer to 90% of the time. So they expect Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack to be on the field a lot and playing a lot of football for them this year. And Hey, who wouldn't want Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on the field as much as possible, as long as they are healthy and do their thing. But also I think, what you saw out of Chris Ruff th- this off offseason was very, very encouraging. That's a I mean, great he call. He looks like a completely different player. He's put on some very good weight. Looks like he has uh, also added some hand usage uh, moves that have been very impressive as a pass rusher and as a run stopper. He's a guy that's not a liability in the running game anymore. So I feel like his emergence is definitely uh, one thing that makes you feel more comfortable about that group. And also Kyle Van Noy, we know that he has played edge in this league, had success yeah. doing that. So that's another guy. And then he also kind of alluded that, hey, we can take guys from other position groups and put them on the edge um, uh, like uh, Fox, <laughs> Morgan Fox that they, they asked him, hey, uh, can can you put Morgan Fox on the outside? And Brandon Staley says, Foxy can do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Foxy can do anything. I mean, as long as taking guys from other positions doesn't mean, you know, trying Kenneth Murray back there again, trying Jerry yeah. Tillery out there again. I'm totally cool with it. I mean, I think that that does make you feel a little bit better about the depth that you can put some guys out there in case of emergency and you do have a guy you feel pretty good about Chris Ruff. And I do still think that they brought Kyle Vanoy in too sure at that spot. I don't think they you know, imagined all the injuries that they were going to have at linebacker when this was all going on, right? So I don't think it was as clear cut then. I think it was mostly, hey, you're going to be mostly edge and then some linebacker. But if he's telling you, right, that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, if they're out there going to play 80 to 90% of the snaps, Kyle Vannoy probably wants to be on the field more than, you know, 20 or ten percent of the time, so yeah. I think that using <laughs> him in that way is going to be good. And I think that yeah, if one of those dudes were to go down for you know a couple of weeks, if were to go down for an extended period of time, he could step in. Kyle Van Noy, you know, could step in and be kind of that full time edge rusher if you need to. And if really, I mean, the combination of Chris rumpf and Kyle Van Noy kind of Manning whatever one of those guys potentially goes out, I think makes you feel okay about that group let's but,
1: not forget about derwin james too you know and his ability to rush the passer <laughs> you know let's not forget about that
0: yeah but i mean he's not really lining up a edge rusher too often i not enough to count in this category but one <laughs> position group i do feel good about right is the defensive tackle unit and i think you you see that this year when a guy like christian covington who's brought back and started games for you in 2021 gets released i think that shows you the depth on this team right now i mean jerry tillery has gotten pushed way down from his, you know, universal starting spot that he had going into the season last year. But Braden Fajoko, at the end of it, comes in, claims his roster spot, and it's just nice, Dave, to see that kind of play rewarded. I know Michael Bandy doesn't end up making the roster, and that's upsetting for a lot of people. Just didn't make a lot of sense, and Brandy Staley said as much. For the Chargers, keeping someone like Braden Fajoko made a ton of sense, Dave, and it was so cool getting to see him do his press conference after, you know, really accomplishing his lifelong dream. I mean, even last year, he did not make the initial 53 man roster. It's the guy who's gotten cut twice and made the appro- improvements from when he started to get to a place now where he's on the team.
1: Well, it's just a true story of resilience, right? I mean, this is a guy that has been at the back end of rosters, his entire NFL careers, ever and since his
0: words. Yeah. He,
1: yeah. Ever since he tried to get into the NFL. And so you see him, you know, do everything he possibly can to make a team <clears throat> and he gets cut he gets cut again. And he still comes back for more and he improves upon his game and he goes out there and he balls out in the preseason and he earns his role on this team. So you got to feel good about that and also just be motivated by that. He did not quit. He didn't give up. And here he is. He's on the 53 man roster and it's got to feel good.
0: And he absolutely deserved it. And Everyone pardon David. He's getting a little emotional there, getting a little choked up, Brad, to clear the (laughs) throat. No, but it's cool, man. I mean, he was the guy you're pulling for, right? He is that glue guy. I mean, you can tell how much his teammates care for him. In the words of Brandon Staley, right? He gave this compliment to Michael Bandy. He gave this compliment to Brandon Payoko. He thinks those are his type of players. He thinks those are chargers, right? Those yeah. guys are chargers. That's what he said, right? And it's cool that that means something, right? That that is something you can kind of prop up or, like, you know, that is used as a compliment to someone like, hey, he fits in this new and improved culture. And he absolutely does. And he brings a level of physicality, you know, with the front that they've added to with Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, where I think that truly could be a strength on the interior this year. We have to see it, right. It, it's coming from a very low spot, right? So like when very you're low. starting at <laughs> 29 or whatever it is, and you're trying to, you know, improve from that, it's going to have to take big strides, but I definitely think Braden Fajoco is part of the solution there. Right. And, and part of, you know, getting stronger and getting more no physical on the inside, but doesn't mean that the Chargers should be done, David, or content with where the roster is at right now. Because one of the great things about this time of year is, a hey, not only, you know, do the Chargers have to make tough you know cuts, a lot of other teams have to make a lot of really tough decisions on some very, very capable players. And some of those very capable players happen to play positions the Chargers could really add to. A couple of positions like tight end and running back, but there are some big question marks out right now, and maybe even an offensive tackle out there. That would make sense for the Chargers to go pick up. So we're going to get into some of the waiver wire targets after we've seen the initial round of cuts around the NFL coming up right after this. But I do need to tell you guys about something that has saved me a bunch of times, and that is the Dave app, right? Something that when you're in a pinch, you can get a little bit of extra cash with the extra cash rewards on the Dave app to get some money to pay extra extra bills that you didn't necessarily think about. If you have a wedding gift that you didn't think about, now you're a little short on cash. This is something... Where you can use it and you're going to save yourself. Think of it as a little thank you from future you, right? And something, a little help. We all need a little help every once in a while. And with the Dave app, that is something that they specialize in doing. It's the banking app that can get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash, more money to fill your tank to tackle those expenses. And the great thing, expenses. And the great thing is there's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand. Download the Dave app right now, guys, from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, David. Well, one of the things that we talked about getting into yesterday, right? We talked about what positions that the chargers could potentially try to target yesterday. And now I think we have, you know, some what faces to the names, I guess, kind of a situation going on here where now we actually see some guys who are out there. Now, we know, it's, who's available. Yeah, totally. And one of the things that even though the Chargers didn't officially name the right tackle, brand Staley was surprised everybody at the press conference. He said, Hey, you no, know, I've been keeping under wraps. And I know that, you know, Trey Pipkins has gotten all the starting reps at right tackle over the last like two <laughs> weeks and played, you know, the entire game and whatever the official starting right tackle is Trey Pipkins. And, It's still a risk, right? Whether it was Storm Norton or Trey Pickens, it was always a risk. Yeah. Now we know that Storm Norton is the backup. He is the swing tackle. Doesn't necessarily mean they can't upgrade at that position, David. And you brought up somebody that could make a lot of sense for the Chargers to go out there and target.
1: Yeah, this is the guy that we've talked about several times because
0: obviously the right tackle position. It seems like it's like, hey, this is a guy. Maybe go do it. They never did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And of course we're talking about Dennis Kelly here. Uh, you know, a mountain of a man, six foot eight, you know, 320 plus pounds. He's absolutely gigantic. Um, but uh, yeah, he's definitely, he's been a really solid red tackle pretty much his, his entire career last year, 305 snaps, 185 pass block snaps, only one sack given up and only four pressures. And yeah, I mean, he played in a run heavy type of offense there, but going back to 2020 he played pretty much the entire year, 1,049 snaps there zero sacks given up so this guy is very steady very solid and the chargers you know it feels like if they wanted to get him they could have got him a couple of different times right. here but he's available again and he still looks like he could be an upgrade
0: yeah i mean we've never heard any interest right i mean the right tackle position for the chargers has been an issue now what i mean we're talking sam heavy years we're talking you know last year's storm i mean it's been a while since it was an issue. You had the yeah. Joe Barksdale kind of debacle there, right? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot has gone into that in the search for the right tackle, and we're not sure that it's over yet. But one thing with you know, with Dennis Kelly, I mean, you just named it right there for those keeping track at home. That's they're not all pass blocking snaps, obviously, but of the last you know fourteen hundred snaps or thereabout, the dude's given up one sack, right? So that's hard to fake in that sense. I do think one thing is a lot of run heavy offenses he was going with, right? A lot of time with the Titans, most of his career yeah. with the Titans, and this year trying to get on with the Colts, but did have a really promising, you know, had promising time with the Green Bay Packers as well, where he was playing in a less run-heavy offense, and he did get to show what he can do in pass blocking situations. Just a solid dude, a totally solid dude. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. I think the Chargers feel good with Storm Norton, whether they should or not. And I guess the one argument for Storm Norton, and we were kind of talking about it before the show, is like, hey, even with as bad as it was last year, there were some good games mixed in. There was games where he looked like he was the guy, but the times he was bad, it, it was, was really, really bad. Really bad. But yeah. now, you know, not many teams can say they have a backup right tackle that has almost a full year of NFL experience starting at right tackle. Right. So yep. at least there is some, you know, consolation there. But getting a guy like Dennis Kelly, I think, would make you feel a lot better because then if the Trey Pipkins experiment doesn't work out, now you have another option. Right. A different guy you can throw in there and see if that could potentially be the answer but there's more waiver wire targets the chargers could potentially go after including tight end david which is somewhere they only have three tight ends right now donna parham is still a little bit banged up and brand staley wouldn't you know confirm that he's going to come back for week one against the raiders so when you're looking at some of the tight ends that guy who is one that stood out to you
1: yeah a guy that's you know really big really athletic is, is oj howard a guy that played for the tampa bay bucks for a couple of years His first three seasons in the league, he had 25-plus receptions, 400-plus yards in each of those first three seasons. Now, the last two seasons have definitely been down years, only 11 and 14 receptions respectively. So, you know, you never want to get players that are on a downward trajectory, but I still feel like O.J. Howard is young enough to where he could potentially see some kind of resurgence.
0: Yeah, and you brought up Jay Sternberger as well, who did have some ties with the Chargers because their tight end coach did have him when they were in Green Bay together. Both of them I kind of lukewarm me. I mean, obviously, you know, what are they bringing him in to be kind of your fourth tight end? But the biggest thing with O.J. Howard is like the Bills don't have a lot of great tight end options, right? And he didn't make that team this year. And they had some guaranteed money in it, money that they're not going to get back, and they were still comfortable with releasing. Letting him go, yeah. That is a loaded roster, but the part of the injuries and the decline I think that scares me the most is the it torn Achilles in 2020, yeah. right? That's just such a tough injury to come back from. It's definitely something that can sap some of your athleticism, for sure. Definitely. I'm not saying, you know, I don't watch every one of his plays or anything, but I have watched him. doesn't look like anything special, or at least last season. I mean, a very down year. Uh, that one's tough. I mean, because I think with a player like that, I mean, I remember when he was coming out, like the big thing about with him was, the dude's a freak athlete, but when your right. game is based on your athleticism and then you have something like that happen to you, it can definitely take you a while, right? To kind of reshape and reform your game. And I just don't know if he's there yet or if you'd be worth, you know, coming in as a tight end for it. I'm not, not a terrible lottery ticket, right? To pull if it is tight end for, I just don't necessarily see it happening, but let's go to running back David, because I think there is one position, right? I mean, first of all, let's say the running back situation happened exactly as we thought it would on the depth chart. They did end up keeping yep. Larry Roundtree. So four guys that kept Eckler, Josh Kelly, and then you have Isaiah Spiller, who's still banged up, and Larry Roundtree. But ton of veterans, David, on the market with experience that you could put behind Austin Eckler because, I mean, Josh Kelly's played a lot and hasn't really had a ton of success. Larry Roundtree had very minimal playing time last year in his rookie season. Isaiah Spiller has zero, and all of that's behind Austin Eckler. There are some guys out there, David. I mean, a lot of names, right? We talked about Sony Michelle, but besides Sony Michelle, guys like Marlon Mack, right, has now been released. Kenyon Drake gets released by the Raiders after that really dumb contract. Family, trust, respect. Justin Jackson, a familiar name, is back on the market after getting cut by the Detroit Lions. Any of those guys do anything for you there, David? Any of those kind of veterans you think about kicking the tires on to try to, you know, maybe, I think, compliment this running back room?
1: Yeah I mean hey the, the the contract be damned I mean hey good good for him and good for his agent but Kenyon Drink has been a productive player in this league
0: six, Oh yeah I wouldn't want him for what they signed season. him for but you, no, now yeah he, yeah, he got you do and
1: and thankfully you're not <laughs> going to have to worry about that because the exactly. Raiders have to deal with that but hey if you're getting you know Kenyon Drink for league you know league minimum for a, a vet minimum then absolutely six of seven seasons averaging 4 yards per carry or over 19 Excuse me. In 2019, he scored eight touchdowns. In 2020, he scored 10 touchdowns. So, like I said, this is a guy who has had success in this league. That benchmark for running backs is four yards a carry. This guy has done that repeatedly in his NFL career. I feel like he would be a good compliment, a guy that can can be a good runner and showed some soft hands as a pass catcher as well.
0: I think as David said yesterday, right? If you if you're worried about him only having four yards per carry the last two years, look at what the backup running backs had last year behind Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Right? It was far below 4.0. So very bad. You also have to kind of love the thought of like having the Raiders pay you to have one of your running backs. (laughs) Right? I mean, I think that's absolutely. Marlon Mack, I think, you know, too many injuries at this point. Yeah, he's played like seven especially... games in the last two seasons. That's just... exactly yeah. that, that one's tough. I mean, the game is definitely deteriorating a little bit. Another one where it's like injuries, maybe it might have messed that up a little bit. Oh, yeah, hard to say there. We were talking about Philip Lindsay before, beforehand, to David, probably not probably not for the Chargers.
1: yeah definitely not for philip Lindsay. i mean the, the one cool thing about philip is he's never fumbled in his entire nfl that's career, a crazy stat, which is insane to me because <laughs> he's not the biggest guy he's never been the biggest guy he's been a very feisty guy I, I like the way he plays i've respected him you know playing you know in, in no Denver no nonsense yeah felt, felt like he was the guy that definitely you know brought a lot of attitude <laughs> yeah definitely against the chargers too but also a guy that's coming off of a couple of down years. And unfortunately with running backs, uh, you know, the older you get, you know, that, that 30, you know, the age 30 threshold is, is very real. It's very tangible. We've seen way too many examples of why you just don't want to go with running backs in particular that are on that downward trend.
0: Yeah. I mean, after a certain age, I mean, we've talked about before, you know how we'd be at least somewhat in favor of reuniting with Justin Jackson which still gives you, a, you know, you're basically trading out Isaiah Spiller for Larry Roundtree like you had last year, right? Same running back room, except for with the addition of Isaiah Spiller, which should still be an improvement. But you're also yep. getting an upgraded Josh Kelly, right? We weren't feeling the way we Definitely. were feeling about Josh Kelly last year as we are today. One last one I would float out there. I don't think it's likely, but if we're going to throw a defensive guy out there, Logan Ryan was a surprise cut from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the one thing is, is the Chargers obviously a little bit flimsy in the back end of their DB room, right? Not a ton of experience there. The other thing is, is it seems like Bran Steele loves bringing in New England Patriot players, our former New England Patriot players, because the two bigger, you know, two of their bigger assignings this year were one Kyle Noy and the biggest one, JC Jackson. So we know he likes those championship pedigree type of players. Logan Ryan would bring that. And he's also a guy that can do a little bit of stuff in the slot, right? He can do a little bit of star money stuff and he plays some safety. So if you're talking about versatile, you're talking about a guy who's a true defensive back, he definitely kind of fills that role. I think he'll probably, at least from what I read about it, he's probably going to end up back with the Buccaneers potentially after they put a couple of guys on injured reserve. At the same time, David, I mean, that is a guy that it seems like he would be Brandon Staley's type. It seems like his type of guy. But that is already, we're already going long, and it's hard hard to not think about what we have coming up on the next show, David. Something we've been trying to get done for a long time. Daniel Jeremiah, a.k.a. Move the Sticks, a.k.a. the Chargers color guy for their radio broadcast with Matt Money Smith is coming on the Locked On Chargers podcast. We had Matt Money Smith. We're completing it this week with Daniel Jeremiah, also works for the NFL Network. Not many more guys that I would want on as far as an X's and O football standpoint, former NFL scout. He should be on the show on Friday, guys. We're trying to get a big-time guest for you guys, and we're going to have a great conversation about him, the Chargers expectations, Justin Herbert, and all that. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel, and you can also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. If you want the alert of when that show goes live, follow all of our social media as well. You can find the show on Twitter at LockdownLAC You can find me on Twitter at Dan DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalk. SD. You can always find the shows there. You'll always know when big guests come on the show and when the best banger shows are coming out. But thank you guys again for checking the show out. You can also check us out on Instagram at Locked on Chargers and on our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. We're going to keep doing fan stuff, especially during the season, guys, getting your reactions to games and everything like that. If you want to get on that action, go call into 323-524-7924. We try to get all those Chargers voicemails played on the show, but that's going to do it for us today. The next time you see us, We'll be having a much more handsome much more well-informed man on the show Daniel Jeremiah move the sticks coming on on Friday until then guys take it easy and go bolts